1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 120 of the 77 Club. Your pundits this week are Harry Mansell. Hello everyone. Jack Williams. Good evening. And from Talking Wolves, Dave has a party. Hello. Uh, Harry, start with our socials. The Wolves 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. Please follow us on there because we're just behind Talking Wolves, so if you can get us past them, <laughs> that'd be great. And, uh, and yeah. Dave, if you could read out our socials on all of the stuff <laughs> you do, uh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, but in, uh, in the realms of fairness, of course, uh, what are, how can we find Talking Wolves content? Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, it's at Talking Wolves, and on Facebook and YouTube, it's Talking Wolves as well. Perfect. And the uh, sound board is back for those of you who care so sorry that it went away oh, fucking i'm sorry and all this <laughs> bullshit that's a load of bollocks can i just keep fucking i'm sorry uh, i reckon i'm gonna do uh, we need to freshen it up so i was thinking of like a no context turn possibly i uh, know yes. harry you're a fan of those um, but what we'll do is uh, get onto the football side of things premier league returned uh, this week monday night football and some eyebrows were raised, weren't they, Harry, when it came to the starting lineup? And Nuno actually starting some uh, new signings uh, straight away. We saw it with um, 
That man, Marcel, at the back, he had a great game. I thought, what were your thoughts on that starting lineup? I'll go through it very quickly, though. Patricio, Bolly, Cody, Sace, Traore, Dendonka, Matinho, Marcel, Jimenez, Podence, and Neto. My thoughts were, I didn't expect that. I don't think anyone could have predicted that lineup. The only thing you could really put it down to was maybe fitness for the likes of Neves, Jota. Um, yeah, I was surprised, but at the same time, I was quietly optimistic because I was. I said on the stream I did, I wasn't too sure what type of player Marcel was. I've seen clips of him, but I wasn't sure what he was like. And I was really like happy with the, the way he is. He's quite small, isn't he? He's quite mobile. For some reason, I thought he'd suit more the left centre-back role, but because of his height and that, I think he suits the left wing-back role. So yeah, he did well. Some great performances in there, and the team lineup was surprising, but it, in the end, it worked, didn't it? Cause we flew out the blocks first five minutes. Jack, big game for Raul Jimenez, 100th as a Wolves player, 45 goals in that time, 20 assists and on the score sheet this time with a beautiful finish. Yeah, he looked sharp straight from the off, didn't he? And uh, well, the whole team looked sharp, didn't they? The one thing I was really pleased with, I said on the, the pod last week that I wanted us to just start this season stronger and we definitely started the first 10 minutes pretty strong because we sort of blew them away and I think caught them a little bit off guard. And I know we had no pre-season, but maybe having a Europa League uh, quarter-final just a month ago or wherever it was is actually better preparation than going and playing away at Warsaw. So <laughs> <laughs> who knows, really? So, But yeah, we came out of the blocks really well. Like Harry, I was shocked with the team selection. I didn't quite see that coming. I thought Vanagra would almost certainly start because Nuno takes quite a long time to sort of embed players into the system. But with Marcel, the fact he trusts him straight away must mean he's done well in training and he, he knows his, he knows his trade and I was just surprised at how attacking we sort of were we we seemed to play in the three up top I thought we might um, put play three in midfield to start with but we went for it and it paid off we totally called them off caught them off guard and the rest is history uh, Dave two quick goals I think some of the quickest in Premier League history in terms of getting two on the sheet that early on just from from your point of view were you surprised by the introduction and well the starting lineup for Pedence? I wasn't surprised as such. I think it was a bit 50-50 on whether I thought he'd start the game. Um, I, I thought we'd start with three in the middle and two up top, seeing Jota start. So the fact that he was dropped altogether surprised me. But I thought if we did play with wingers, Pedence would have been one of those who would get a start. Um, and I think he's shown a lot of faith in Neto as well, who's shown good glimpses last season. So both of those had good cameos, as did Raul. Um, that's what exactly you know. Both both of those players getting involved in the uh, in the goals as well. We were talking through the summer of of players that needed upgrading, and you think that maybe we're going to be struggling to keep hold of their place. I think Matt Doherty was one of those. Obviously moved to Tottenham. He was always one that we talked about an upgrade. Another probably would have been Remain Safe, but judging on the performance against Sheffield United, he could be a key player this season. Oh mate, he was like a man possessed, wasn't he? He was everywhere. He was defending for his life he was winning all the headers he nearly got another header after his goal didn't he he had that shot that got tipped onto the post he was definitely man of the match for me Sace and he sent out a big message to Nuno hasn't he saying if you're thinking of replacing me in this position think about it again he, he, he was brilliant definitely the man of the match although there was other contenders like I think Sky give it to Raul I thought Pedence was good I thought Marcel was good Matinho Everyone was good. The only weak point for me, really, was probably defensively right wing back Traore, but we know he's not a right wing back, don't we? So, apart from that, it was a great performance. And yeah, Sace, man of the match all day for me. Great, great player, great game. And Jack, that point on the right wing back slot for Traore, I think you mentioned a couple of times on the group, is that I think the one thing, or one of the things he found out after this game was that he just isn't suited that position. I think it took us, everyone watching the game, about 15 minutes to realise that if Traore is going to play right wing back or 
all season we're going to be in trouble because it was just it one of the things is i think it put too much pressure on bolly as well and it made bolly probably look worse than he was because he was didn't have the same sort of cover he has with doherty but try all right again it's uh it's one of these sort of marmite things isn't it Going forward, he did some really great things. It still annoyed me how selfish he was at certain points because he had that one chance where he did really, really well after he'd gone up front and he should have played Jimenez in. Instead, he has a stupid shot, but but fair enough. But also, when he was in that right wing-back position, he couldn't even take a throw in. So <laughs> yeah. he, he, he did a foul throw and another one that he just threw just to, to, to nobody. So these are the basics that are really, they're really getting... He's getting them wrong could be really costly at some point. So, yeah, everybody watching that knows that... We knew it already, didn't we? Traore is not a right wing back, and we need to probably we need to bring in some competition for that position. Yeah, the same, the same, really. I thought he'd be able to do a job. I think we all expected him to start there on um, on Monday. Like Jack said, there were there were moments where you just think, yeah, yeah, the, the throw in. To be fair, Mike Dean, I think gave two or three foul throws in that game. You probably haven't seen that in you know you very rarely see that. So I don't know if that's something the Premier League are going to try and. Uh, um, tighten up on but yeah as foul throws a couple of throws there you just think yeah, what you're doing but yeah pretty much what Jack said he put a bit of pressure on Bolly um, but even when he he looked a bit more lively when he went into the front two um, but there were times I think if he can if he could have laid off Raul you know that goal would have been the best goal oh. of the game just because of how good his run was he's um, unreal I, isn't it <laughs> I, think, I think what he's still got in his head and I think I said this the last time I was on the podcast I don't know if it was last year or possibly even the season before he's got all the attributes to become a a world-class footballer he's just got to sometimes just switch his brain on um, instead of thinking right I've taken six players on that must be and I've got to have a shot to see you know to mm-hmm. score yeah. the best goal of the season just lay it off I think a lot more people rem- will remember the assist as well as the goal mm-hmm. so um, yeah I think that's just that end product I, I hate to say his end product product isn't there because it's improved loads but sometimes that end product could be better yeah, so he's saying he could do more. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. do a fucking lot more. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hell. Tell me about it. Uh, in terms of the all-round performance of the debuts as well, uh, we mentioned Marcel Lair, of course, uh, but also the man that has chopped off those curtains, Harry, Oscar <laughs> Burr, uh, looking like a, a, just a normal person right before. He didn't really look like much of a footballer, did he? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> he came on and he, he didn't do anything wrong, did he? He just kept it simple. Um I don't think he's going to be an option, is he, going forward if we do sign someone. Maybe he's more suited than Traore as right wing back. I don't know. We don't actually know how capable he is, do we? We've seen him once against Hall when he scored that header. He came on against Man United in the FA Cup, I think, at the Old Trafford. And yeah, and he did all right when he came on. Didn't have really much to do apart from pass the ball five or six yards. But yeah, and also, is it Vitinha? Is it how you pronounce it, Dave? Vitinha, yeah? Yeah, that's correct. There we go. Yeah, he came on as well, didn't he? Uh, but he just came on defended, didn't he? So, yeah. Didn't do nothing wrong, did he, Burr? I think we, once we put brought Burr on and moved Trari up top and brought Nevers on, that's when we sort of won the game in those two moves, really, because yeah. we looked a lot more comfortable defensively with Burr there, even though he isn't probably going to be the answer long-term. He, he, it is more of his natural position than Trari's. And, um, yeah, when we shored up the midfield, I think that's the point we won the game because although, although the result was great, it's a great start to the season. It's three more points than we got there a few months ago. There, there were a lot of things still to work on. It was a good performance. It wasn't a great performance. The result is great, but I think there were areas that um, they were coming at us at certain stages. Um, you know, they hit the post. I think it was Fleck hit the post and uh, there was that but Bernie header off the line quite late. Mm. If either of those go in, 
then we're panic stations again yeah. for the last few minutes. So it wasn't it wasn't a polished complete performance, but it's it's good because it sort of gives us a free hit against Man City, getting points on the board. It's already. not Nuno's style, is it? Like when you get two goals in the first six minutes, some managers would be like, right, go and kill them now, go and get three, go and get four. But you kind of knew in the back of your mind we were just going to settle for it and sit back, and that's what really what we did, wasn't it? Especially the first part, the first stages, the second half, like when they hit the post and things like that. I was getting a bit worried, but we weathered that storm. But for me, it would have been nice. That's the only negative. Obviously, great away win at Sheffield United. Maybe go and try and kill them off. Although we did have chances to. Don't get me wrong. But like straight away, go for it. Go and kill them off. There was a lot of defending done in the game as well, wasn't there? When we saw Neves come off the bench, you thought, oh, the bench looks a little bit stronger. I mean, for someone like Ruben Vinagre, is that his time almost sealed now? Um, I thought Vinagre would start. Like Harry said mm. earlier, I was quite surprised to see Marcel start. So um, I, I genuinely thought because Marcel had only been there a week, Vinagre should be starting. Um, very surprising, really. Other than the cup games now, I just can't see where... He's going to fit in and maybe some of the rumours about Vinagre leaving. I don't know, but still a young player, still lots of potential. Um, but yeah, very surprised to see him not start. And um, it's going to be interesting to see, to see how, how this transfer window finishes for him. In terms of the performance, and obviously we're only one game in, but it's, it's great to get a win first game. Do you think Sheffield United are going to surprise people like they did last season? Or do you think teams have started to work out how they're playing, Harry? Well, it's the classic second season syndrome, isn't it? I still think they're a good team. Um, they, they Defensively, for their, from their point of view, I was quite shocked. Like our two goals, they just completely left Raul free and Sace got left free. I think two of their defenders bumped into each other and he got like a free header so I think it was just a bit of an off day for them especially the first five minutes obviously they showed a threat didn't they when they hit the post and things like that and I personally think they'll come about between about 10th and 14th I don't think they'll uh, break the top half but they're a decent team and I don't think they're in danger of being relegated or anything like that that's just my opinion and obviously you mentioned them once or twice already, but in terms of a man of the match, Jack, who are you going to go for? It has, does have to be Sace when you think about uh, all his contributions. I mean, the only sort of, uh, you'd say it's a 9 out of 10 performance. If he scored another goal or a hat-trick, like he could have done really, because he had that other <laughs> yeah. header. And, and he had that one where he just pings it and then it comes back out to Jimenez and he, he just comes to him too quickly. So, yeah, I agree with what Harry said. He was he was everywhere. And Dave just finishes off. I'm, I'm guessing Harry's going to stick with, with Sace. Yeah, I just want to shout out Dendonka as well. I thought Dendonka had a good game. That run forward for the second when he crossed it to Jimenez. So shout out to Dendonka as well and Pedence. Yeah, I, I was I was going to say Jimenez to be fair. I just thought he was everywhere first half. Great finish for the first goal. Just his work rate was unbelievable. I think at times last season towards the end you could just see how tired he was. But this is the first time now, although it's not been a full pre-season, I think it's the first time in years that he's had a proper rest I think mm. uh, for years he's had like international competitions. He had the World Cup the year we signed him. He had the the Gold Cup or whatever it was last summer as well. So yeah. for him to actually have some sort of rest this summer, although it's only sort of three or four weeks, I think he showed how energetic he was. And um, yeah, it could be a massive season again for him. And obviously he's a new father as well, isn't he, Harry? I mean, you can sort of <laughs> relate to that a little bit. Obviously he's not as surprised as you probably were when it happened. <laughs> Yeah, well, fair play to him because uh, he should be asleep on the pitch if he's got a newborn. Now, uh, just a shout out as well because we put out that poll on Twitter and I put four options for man of the match and a lot of people in the comments underneath was like, why ain't Cody in this? Why ain't Cody in this? So also shout out to Cody. I thought he had a really good game just in case anyone's listening and as a wow. movie, I mentioned Cody's performance. Wow, Harry has praised Connor Cody. Didn't think it would ever happen. He loves it, didn't he? That's, he's going to have Cody on his shirt next week, isn't he? 100%, <laughs> my England shirt, around. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Perfect. And um, what we'll do is we'll, we'll give the Stoke game a, a little bit of a mention here and go on to the uh, wider away perspective for Manchester City. But of that starting lineup, uh, Jack, who is going to come in for you in that Stoke game in the Carabao Cup? Uh, I don't know. You'd like to think that all the players that didn't start uh, against Sheffield United will probably start against uh, um, Stoke. Isn't it Stoke we're playing? Um, so, yeah, I don't know how he's going to rotate it. A lot of the times you think he's going to rotate it quite a bit and then he ends up not rotating it as much as you think. So it might be quite a, a stronger team than we think, but you'd think he's going to, he's going to silver... Um, what's it, how do you pronounce it? Vitina? Vidata? Vitina. Vitina. yeah. Um, <laughs> Vinagra. <laughs> These sort of players you're you are proper like Brit abroad, aren't you? Like, <laughs> yeah. Louder, slower. Don't know if I'm saying it right. I'm like bloody. Um, is it? Is it Paul Merson on Soccer Saturday? <laughs> I could get his job now that he's gone. <laughs> Dave, for you, who comes in? Does Ruddy start in goal? Mm. That's the key question. Yeah, I think it'll be Ruddy in goal. Um, it, it could be one of a million different lineup combinations. I think genuinely, we don't know if Nuno's going to go all out for it, which I think personally he should. I think, you know, it's a winnable competition this year with, uh, you know, a slightly less amount of games. Uh, or he could go like Villa away last year, just pick, you know, 11 players we didn't really expect to see start. But like you said, I expect a lot of the players that were on the bench, Silva, Fabio Silva to get a start, even Neves to start. Um, I think now with some of the signings that we've got, almost our second string team, you could say, it still should be more than strong enough to beat teams like yeah. Stoke. No disrespect to them. So I'm hoping we should be able to beat them. And we've got a pretty favourable draw in round three against Gillingham as well. So mm-hmm. there's no reason why we shouldn't be going for it in these early stages. Uh, Harry, no disrespect for Stoke. Obviously, they are shit. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> for, for you, I, I guess Ruddy's going to start in goal. Is there a starting berth there for Vinagre or what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think Burr might start, actually. Um, right start. wing back. Left yeah. wing back would be Vinagre. But the question is for me, because I remember, I know we had the Europa League last year, but you look back to last year's League Cup, he, dro- he actually dropped Cody for once, didn't he, if you remember? He put Bennett there. Bennett. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think Bennett will start. I'm not saying Bennett will start Thursday, but it'd be interesting to see if Cody goes in, because he usually does, doesn't he? But I hope, like, he does go for it. I hope he does kind of prioritise the League Cup, which I doubt he will. And I hope he goes with like Jota and Neves starting. So we have got some of the stars on there to win us the game. Because there, there isn't that Europa League place at the end of the competition is there do you does, yeah does, what does is that it? put a, a little bit it's, of a, a down on it it's called the uefa conference league or the uefa conference it? so it's oh. like a, a third tier competition and it's kind of going to work in a way that if you finish third in europa league group you then go into that so it's kind of like the champions yeah. league but then like another tier down so we oh. have the, we have the same amount of european places in the country but that that final the league cup place goes into yeah. that third competition rather than the normal two competitions. So, Weird. I mean, I, I'd like to win some silverware. I've said this for months. So if we win the League Cup, great. And if we do find ourselves in that third European competition, I mean, we've got a decent chance of winning that, haven't we? Really, you'd think. No, but the, the, it'll be the same as in, in Italy and Germany. So you're still going to have the teams like AC Milan and stuff like that. Probably oh, right. be in there yeah. as well. So it's, you know, it's going to... I've seen people say, I don't want to win the League Cup because we'll be in that UEFA conference. But then if we finish 10th in the league and not have anything to show for it... <laughs> You know, I think people will be wound up. So, yeah. yeah, let's just go for it. Get a bit of silverware. So, is the structure the same as like the Europa League, for example, or is there less teams in this third I, one? Do I, we know? I think I think what it the whole thing does is you know we have the stupid amount of teams in the Europa at the start. Yeah, it sort of spreads them out a bit. So there's probably like fewer teams in the whole Europa thing because some, more of them are in the tier the tier sort of below. Mm. So it just spreads out the the 
burdened a bit more and means there's probably less qualifying at the start of these things, I think. So we're going to see Crusaders again, is that what you're saying? If we do get into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know whether they'll be in the Europa nah. League or... I think I think yeah. what happens is if you like get knocked out in the... So like Turin, if we beat in Turin in that playoff, like, like we did last season, they then go into this competition. Ah, uh, yeah, makes sense. So yeah. it's kind of... Like that sort of thing. Don't quote me on that because I've really looked at it briefly. But I, let's embrace it. Who cares? Let's win mm. something. Let's, if we win two, people are whinging that they don't want to win this trophy, this league cup, because it gets us into this other competition we can win. It's just bizarre. Stoke go um, on to win four <laughs> nil. <laughs> yeah, we should embrace it. One thing I actually want to raise about that is on Twitter. You know, the only way to watch it because it's not on Sky because there's just too many games is to you, there's a you pay ten quid for a stream. Yeah, there's been so many negative comments about how much it is for that stream. I wonder what you guys thought about that. Is it good value, ten pound for that game or not? I'm I'm just happy we can watch it. I know I know some people are moaning, but I don't see why Sky couldn't have put it on free. Well, I say free to air for people who have got Sky. I don't see why it weren't just on Sky Sports. Press the red button, watch it whichever one you want, but. As long as it's on, I don't mind. But I can see why some people are annoyed. But I'm happy it's on, so I'll take. I'll pay the ten pound. If you if you pick like if we are actually going to the game, you take your match ticket into account, your travel expenses into account. If you grab a food and drink, you're looking closer to over twenty pounds, let alone a tenner. Yeah. So you know, I I don't think you know for people genuinely. I've seen people from like you know the people that travel to watch war saying ten pounds cheaper than what I'd pay for fuel. So it's a no brainer for a lot of people, really. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, what we'll do now, turn our attentions then to the Premier League. Manchester City next up for Wolves. Let's get your away perspective. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Joined then by Howard from the 9320 podcast. Uh, Howard, how's it going to begin with? Uh, yeah, going fine. Uh, not bad, thanks. Excellent. Uh, this is a huge game for Manchester City. Obviously haven't beaten Wolves for, what's what, about three million years, it seems. <laughs> I think Theresa May was the Prime Minister last time it happened. Uh, but joking aside, are you looking forward to this one? Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, it started the season... In the second week on a Monday night at quarter past eight, watching on the couch is not ideal, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but it's a good, it's a great game to start the season with. So yeah, a uh, bit of trepidation because obviously it'll be a tough match. But I think I'm ready for another season now. And you know, even though in these strange times, uh, I want to see, yeah, I want to see the team play some football. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one of the players that you may be a, a little bit familiar with is uh, Marcel. The, uh, I think he would have played uh, left-back for Lyon in the uh, Champions League, playing for Wolves now, £2 million signing, a fantastic signing. Uh, lots yeah. of Wolves fans impressed with him. Uh, on Monday night, are you scared to be facing him again? <laughs> uh, well, he's not the only player, yeah. Obviously, he did the double last season, Uh Help if Edison stays on the pitch, obviously, for 90 minutes. We might stand a better chance. Uh, I won't pick him out in a way. I thought I thought Leon were excellent as a side. And, yeah, attacking-wise, my worry is not just him. Uh, you know, Traore and just pace on the counter-attack is something that City are prone to because of the high defensive line. So, you know, if you've got... If you've got your full-backs going forward, if they're acting like wing-backs, they will be a threat to the City side, no doubt about it. We, uh, but that, yeah, that was, he we... was excellent, and uh, I think it's a bit of a steal, that, to be honest. In terms of the game itself and from a Manchester City point of view, what's the starting eleven? Everybody should be fresh and raring to go. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do a preview podcast for every match, and I, don't, I think I called one team right all season. So... Who knows with Pep? I mean, the thing is, I don't think City have even played any 
friendly games or anything. So fitness-wise, it's all over the place. You know, you're picking players out of a hat, and I think he'll pick the fittest team. Laporte and Mares were tested positive for COVID-19 last week, uh, but didn't have symptoms. Mares is back in training, and Laporte's back tomorrow, I think, or today. So that should be fine. So it'll be Laporte and someone else in defence, and I expect Walker and Mendy. And Kevin De Bruyne will play. Sergio Aguero, again, you know, he's been injured from, well, since last season, obviously missed the Champions League matches. It's very little news on whether he'll be fit or not. Yeah. So it might be Jesus up front. Ster- Raheem Sterling's pretty much a nailed-on starter. And Rodri in defensive midfield, perhaps. But there's plenty of spots up for grabs that I wouldn't be able to tell you who's playing. You know, I don't know if Mahrez will start. Who knows if Mendy will start. And I don't know if Phil Foden will start after he's been, if he's been punished by Pep for what he did in Iceland. So I think there's a good four or five spots in that team that I can't say with confidence uh, will start that match. Uh, but I think unless Aguero's not fit, it will be generally a fit squad to choose from. So there is plenty of depth there, of course, which makes picking the team even harder in a way. Just finish off then with a score prediction. I'll be amazed if there's not goals in this. I, I'm <laughs> going to go for a 2 all draw two or draw well best of bad luck for monday night um welcome back to the season <laughs> and uh, hopefully speak to you later on in this campaign yeah i look forward to that the away perspective what have our opponents got to say usually we're just like yeah it'll be the same sheffield united but with the starting lineup it might not be at it we might no, uh, I think it's different this year yeah it might we might see Traore pushed up a bit further we might have a signing by then we never know um, we might see Jota start so there could be a few changes it's one of them where for once I generally don't know what we'll start with but Adama right wing back he probably had one of his best performances against Man City away didn't he right wing back mm-hmm. where he marked Sterling out the game so yeah I think he'll be there again that's about it all the rest could be a big shake up Dave what signings are we going to make in the next week it's <laughs> in the know Dave has a party it has been it's been really quiet cool, actually since start, like the last few days especially there's not really been anything concrete but Wolves, I think I think uh, tabloids now sort of learned that Wolves do not share anything. You saw with the signings of Silva and Marcel, uh, they were all done less than 24 hours when it was reported. So, yeah, at the moment it's dead quiet. So, I think it's pretty obvious Nuno wants a right wing back, but it'll be interesting to see if anything else comes to fruition. What names are on the list when it comes to that slot? Um... Was Corona from uh, Porto, which would be quite, you know, yeah, typical. Topical. Yeah, you can yeah. wear number nineteen if you. Yeah, there's another right wing. <laughs> yeah, another youngster uh, right wing back. Um, I think his name's Estevez from Porto as well. Um, but they're the only two main ones that have been linked, really. Well, it'll be interesting to see the situation at Benfica because they were knocked out of the Champions League qualifiers yesterday, and they spent a lot of money during the summer. So. Um, it, about I the Arsenal that, lad, Dave? That Niles is he? Staying, oh yeah, Maitland yeah, Niles, of course. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah Maitland Niles. There's still reports linking him with us as well. Mm, I think can't he wants see that to. Now. Yeah, I think he wants to see between now and the end of the transfer window how often he's playing. He played well in left. He started, wing, didn't he? Uh, yeah, left Fulham. wing back for yeah. Arsenal. So, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I think he's still on the radar, but I think it'll cost Wolves at least thirty million to get him in now, especially as an England international. He wants to play in midfield as well, doesn't he, Bowler Cats? Mm. Yeah, but even then, I don't, I can't see how he would fit in regularly no, I don't for Wolves. So, yeah. 
to be fair, we are good at like uh, accommodating playing in any position, really. So <laughs> he can probably um, eventually he'll probably play in midfield if he wants to because he'll probably be in goal eventually. And in goal eventually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but thirty million's a bit steep, isn't it? I mean, you're always playing the premium for young English talent, especially when they're they're getting in the England squads and stuff. Though I mean, thirty-five million for an eighteen-year-old from Portugal who's only played one game is quite steep, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. But... That's true. Although two million for Marcel, so you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mendes at work. Uh, let's do a score prediction, starting with you, Harry. All right, I'm going to say we're going to lose. Sorry. Oh, Harry. Oh, wow. 2 0 City. Go and get it, Basson. Go and have to work. I don't make me sick if I look at you. He's a good lad. Run a bath. I suppose, like. After last season, anything less than three points is a disappointment, isn't it? But <laughs> I said earlier, the one thing I'm really happy about is the fact that we've got those three points on the board already against Sheffield United. So it takes the pressure off a little bit. It's a free hit. They haven't played yet, so maybe we can catch them off guard again. Um, the guy from Man City said a two-all draw. I would bite your hand off at a two-all draw now, so I'll go for that. Uh, Dave, finish us off. Yeah, I would I would like a draw, but I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to go with a two-one win. Oh, 2-1 win. Right, okay. Uh, Let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. (laughs) Ticket news. Hi, I'm Kelly, Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club, and it's unbelievable, Jeff. One of the uh, shortest segments of the podcast is the ticket news, of course, and Jack has that for you. I've actually, actually, just by reading the forums, question to the group, what did you guys do about your Olympiacos tickets? For the home game that got cancelled, I got a refund. <laughs> I got a refund too, but apparently, for the people who didn't choose to get a refund, they're having uh, difficulties getting the money back out of the club because the official line is it will be used as credit for future European games. And obviously, we haven't got any future European games. <laughs> oh, really? So... It'll be used for domestic cup games. So if they do allow fans back in the stadium and whistle in the FA Cup or the League Cup, it'll be taken out of that. It's also they have to choose which game it is. So if it's uh, the first round of the FA Cup against um, Harrogate, then you might have to use your money there, I think, is how it's, which has made people basically a bit riled on the forums, I've noticed. Um, <laughs> so maybe if you just just don't forget about it, it's probably the message here. Don't forget about it because um, I know some people will have if they've just sat on it and not not realised. The argument was that I think to claim your refund, you only had like a four-day window. And if you didn't receive your email or you were abroad or didn't notice it, then suddenly you basically lost your 30 quid just through no fault of your own. And I think yeah. it's kind of pushing it a little bit because like it's consumer law that if you go buy a ticket for an event that's cancelled, yeah you should be entitled to a full refund. So I think mm. the club are maybe trying it on a little bit. So know your rights, people. But it's a little bit different, isn't it? Because it, obviously the, the game technically did go ahead, but I don't know what the law was. Beyond closed. Was it beyond yeah, closed yeah. doors at home on? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just on, yeah. The sim- on a kind of similar note, I've noticed in people who have become members have been getting sent in hats and scarves. What do our season ticket holders get? Can oh, they send yeah. us a woolly hat? <laughs> I want a woolly hat. For we them. get to use the same card for three years. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a great oh. deal. Yeah, I mean that's why I, I, I said, oh no, I'll, I'll use it on the European games next season because there's no no chance that we're not going to get into Europe. And then obviously look what happened. <laughs> uh, but you know, live and learn. Also, I've got one more sort of thing on ticket news. I don't know how true this is, or if it's just a Twitter rumor. But somebody, I don't know if you saw this day, but somebody sort of said something about, oh, they're going to start as of when we're allowed back in, IDing people on the turnstiles to make sure you're not using Ooh. someone else's season ticket. They're, they're going to be. I don't know how they're going to be very strict on stuff like that. I don't know how it will all work. Obviously, that to do this uh, thing where you have to uh, register your social groups and stuff like that. Um, mm. But yeah, they're basically just 
with the whole COVID thing as well, I think they want to genuinely make sure. I think if you went in, if say Harry couldn't go and you went with his ticket, there's a high chance if you they got found out Harry would be banned. So they're going to be really strict on stuff like that. And because it's such small groups of people, I think they'll check everyone's tickets quite often. They might as well ban Baelish now then. Get those um, get those glasses that you put on with the massive nose. <laughs> yeah. and whack, whack I don't need on. the nose, mate. And you'd be like, Mr. Mansell, good evening. And just like, <laughs> yeah. just or something and uh, just put your so, phone in your face and um, they'll be like, no, that's Harry. So is this more of like a, a long, t- like a COVID thing rather than like a long-term thing than you think? Because I know people who like for years, they've like say, I don't know, father and son or brothers who share a season ticket. And is that yeah. going to be an issue going forward? Probably. Well, it'd be interesting to see as well because if if um if the if all the grounds in the Premier League start to do it and, and they do it with away season tickets as well, I guess that'll stop people um buying the tickets, taking the points, and selling on the ticket, wouldn't it, Jack? Yeah, but they wouldn't do it on away grounds, would they? Because why would an away team club implement other clubs' ticket policy? It wouldn't make a lot. Um, a lot of people buy. I'm not, you know, allegedly. A lot of people allegedly buy like under 17 tickets for away games, and they never get caught, do they? I'm not, I'm not, you've just got a barcode yeah. yeah like it's just so easy to get away with it so maybe they will <laughs> crack down on it but I think it is more I used to, I used to do it for years <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't want until, to say that until, until probably Foson like I, I was um, using an under 20 ticket for until oh about five God. years ago for don't, I hope Wolves don't listen to this podcast fuck <laughs> you uh, oh well uh, that is the shortest ticket news in the world it's it's all the longest it's also incriminating Um, maybe edit that out (laughs) not for me Uh, uh, Harry have you got some um, some bets for us Wolves are 11 to 2 what's that about 6 to 1 my god so we're big underdogs City are 1 to 2 on the draws 10 to 3 if you fancy Wolves to win did Dave say 2-1 yeah, Dave said two one. That's twenty to one. So it's big odds for Wolves to win. We are we are quite big underdogs. What's um three two, Harry? Which is what it was last time. Three two is fifty to one. Oh, so they've gone big. Like a one one's eight to one. Do you know what I mean? That's I think that could like likely happen. And if you bet on City, it's quite low odds, as you can imagine. Which, if you're a bit of a gambling man, I reckon put a bit of money on Wolves here because you could win big if we do pull it off again. There's definitely value out there. Uh, what we'll do now is we'll play a uh, little bit of a quiz and um, this is how it works. So basically, obviously, we're playing Manchester City. So I've got five songs from Manchester bands and then I've got five songs from West Midlands bands. And basically, you just got to say, I'll, I'll, I'll make it a little bit easier. I mean, I, I'm expecting Jack to win this, but you never know. Dave has a party, could be. A dark horse when it comes to the music scene of Manchester. Really, on that, and the West genuinely Midlands. not. Yeah. Not no, me, Dave. Actually, there, there's no bass hunter in there, Dave. So, sorry about that. <laughs> no, oh, damn it, no, I feel stupid. Uh, so, just give me. You can give me the song. Or you can give me the artist, and we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, I'm expecting Jack you to win this. Because oh, it only works so. in music. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. yeah. No pressure. Um, so basically, you can buzz in. So just say buzz, and then I'll try and work out who said it. Uh, part of the fun. So here we go, question number one. Which Manchester song contains the lyric, If I hadn't seen such riches, I could live with being poor. Buzz. Go on. Stone Roses. It's not the Stone Roses, but not too bad. <laughs> not a bad effort. Uh, it was James, Sit Down. You must uh, say that. Oh, sit down. down. Yeah, that's it. Please don't put your life in the hands of a rock and roll band. Oasis. It is Oasis. He didn't buzz in. He just should get the point for that. Where's, Where's the buzz? Buzz. 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 Point for me and Dave there. <laughs> I feel so extraordinary. Something's got a hold on me. I get this feeling I'm in motion. A sudden sense of liberty. Harry, buzz. Buzz. Oh, Harry. 
The Libertines. It's not the Libertines. No, it's New Order. It is New Order. Very good. You just heard the word Liberty. Yeah, I heard Liberty. I would go out tonight, but I haven't got a stitch to wear. Buzz. Smiths. It is a Smith. Can I just say something, Sam? I generally can't think of a Midlands band in my head right now. (laughs) Oh, Then you're going to be in disarray when you hear these next five. Uh, Last one from Manchester. Uh, whenever I'm wrong, just tell me the song and I'll sing it. You'll Buzz. be right. Take that. Hold on. I, I buzz That's first. Harry. Take I that. Buzz first. <laughs> I weren't going to say that either. Stewards' inquiry. Right, we're moving on to the West Midlands. This is where Dave's going to come into. Come on, come on. You need cooling, baby. I'm not fooling. I'm going to send you back to schooling. Buzz. Jack. Led Zeppelin, yes, whole lot of love, which ah. can be turned to whole jot of love uh, for those interested in <laughs> So you think you've got an evil mind? Well, I tell you, honey, and I don't know why. Buzz. Buzz. Ooh. I'm going to go with Harry just to hear what hilarious thing he's going to say. It slipped my mind, but it's... Oh, the vamps. The vamps? <laughs> oh, the vamps. <laughs> vamps. Are they Midlands? Yeah, so they are. You get McCoy's man tube for the vamps. Uh, Jack? Oh, Slade. It is Slade, Wolverhampton's very own Slade. Should we let Dave go next? Because he hasn't buzzed in yet. I no, genuinely, I haven't got a clue on any of these yet. So. <laughs> Nor me, mate. I was buzzing anyway. Dark in the city, night is a wire. Steam Dave. in the subway. Go on, Dave. Hungry like the wolf. Is it Duran Duran? It is Hungry Whoa. like the wolf. <laughs> yeah. Did you text him that, Sam? No, I don't no. Know. no, look at him. See, I told yeah, you I he was know. massive on West Midlands yeah. bands of the 1980s. <laughs> Are they even West Midlands based? <laughs> Uh, I think they're from Birmingham, I think. Oh, we'll take it. Or one of them was. Uh, now, shoulda, woulda, coulda means I'm out of time because shoulda, woulda, coulda can't change your mind. <laughs> and I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what you want to do. I don't know. Come on, she's oh, a massive got... Wolves fan. It's Beverly Knight. It's Jackie Oakley. Buzz Jet, though. Oh. Buzz. Uh, go on, Dave. Beverly Knight. Oh, how do you know that? <laughs> That's crazy. Right, I mean, Jack's one hands down, but it's come down to the fire one. Here we go. The night seems to fade, but the moonlight lingers on. There are wonders for everyone. Don't know that one. Ooh. 40. Kingston Town. Uh, Who? UB40 from the Midlands? UB40, yeah. Wow. From Doom. Yep, so there you go. Um, that is the quiz, groundbreaking quiz. Dave, I thought you'd do better on that. Um, but now it's time for this. Harry's <laughs> funny story. First of all, I thought we'd scrap this, but yeah, no. let's go for it. <laughs> This story is a, is a classic Harry Redknapp story. I thought I'd pull Excellent. the gold out of the bag today. So this is a story about when he signed Carl Robinson, but he let a master get away. So this is in the words of Harry Redknapp. I brought Carl for 10 grand, went to pick him up from Enfield, and while he went, went to say goodbye to his manager, he left me with his mate. What are you signing in for, his mate said. I'm 10 times better. I've got 26 goals this season. He's only got 12. I'm different class than him. Why don't you sign me? Harry Redknapp said he was worried. I can't buy you. I'm buying him. I told I told Carl's mate, but keep an eye out for you. Don't worry. Just uh, brushing him off. So we took Carl, and he was absolutely useless. He couldn't run, but that was he could run, but that was about it. We played about six games. Couldn't win one. Carl was terrible. After about four games of this, he came to me. He said, "I've got a mate." He said he was asking if he could have a trial. He's a striker like me. And is he as good as you, Carl, I asked, suspiciously. No, he's not as good as me, he said, but he's decent. Well, tell him I'm not fucking bothering him. (laughs) 
and then that was the end of it. The following Saturday, we went to play Crystal Palace. My mate, the one who wanted the trial, he's playing for Palace today, said Carl. Oh, good, I thought. No problem there, then. Anyway, three goals later, I realised Carl wasn't much of a scout either. His mate's name, Ian Wright, who went on to score oh, 238 no. goals. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Yes, there we go. Hi, I'm Steve Ball, and you're listening to The 77 Club. We mentioned transfers a little bit then. We were talking about right wing-backs, but we're going to pass on to Dave, actually. We're just going to do some, do some digging around. Dave, that's all right with you. Um, a- apart from those right wing-backs that you uh, mentioned earlier, is anyone else on the card to Wolves? Obviously, I think it's the 5th of October that the, uh, the uh, transfer window shuts. Fifth of the, the, it's interesting you say that. There's one that's been doing the rounds. It's not been, it's not too mainstream yet, and I don't, I don't know how much truth is in it. The Wolves reportedly made a substantial offer for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Oh my god! Really? Um, really? It's I saw it from someone on Twitter with a pretty decent following, but I don't know how reliable it is. So don't do take it with a large pinch of salt. Uh, but I don't know what you you lot think of that sort of player. I think you know he could actually be a candidate for even right wing back if you you know if ah, offer him yeah. reliable yeah regular football. That is a massive shout. I think he's a class player, but you know it's injuries, isn't it? It's mm. his injury record. However, I do think our fitness team behind the scenes are just some of the best in the world and you know the only bad luck we've had with injuries is basically willy bolly treading on a ball and that's probably <laughs> about it isn't it really in terms of a longer period off when you mention his name there the first thing that comes to my head was he's, he's plays attacking midfield a lot doesn't he and with Vitinha, who we can't pronounce in there he'd be uh, competing with him I guess if we did play like an attacking midfielder with free midfield but right wing back I forgot about that he has played there hasn't he whether he'd want to play there is a different question, but great player. He seems like a nice lad. He's he's uh, is he married to someone out of Gills allowed as well? So there's <laughs> a bonus. Mix, Little mix. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take too, him. Too well on a music quiz, yeah. <laughs> Harry, showbiz news. <laughs> uh, anyone else on the list? Is there anyone out there that's like I'd, I'd actually say that's probably an outrageous one that probably won't happen. But are there yeah. any more big names on there that get the juices flowing? Other than the ones that I've mentioned, obviously you have um, Alex Tellez as well was one that was pretty heavily mentioned last week from Porto. Yeah. But because of the situation at left wing back, I think the only way Wolves would sign him is if uh, Vinagre left. Is he is he mustard? He's not really good, any Dave. Yeah, he's so probably done put him towards the world class bracket. He's oh, my, so he ain't coming then, is he? Yeah. Realistically, <laughs> like... but like Manu want him, but obviously Manu are linked with that Regilon, who now looks like he's going to Spurs. So. He could still be in the Premier League, but if it's for Wolves, I doubt. But as I say, over the last couple of days, it's been uh, pretty quiet on the transfer front. Um, but Nuno said before the game that he's still looking, and I, I think we'll still see some players coming before the 5th of October. And just before we go, it's just a couple more things. Fans are going to be allowed into, I think it is nine Football League games this weekend, because uh, it was supposed to be ten, but I think Luton uh, and the EFL, well, it balls up a little bit because they said they left it too late to organise the game or something. I mean, they're always going to put the game on. So, um, But no, it's a maximum of a 1,000 fans at the matches, and there'll be three test events at the Championship, oh, sorry, two, which is Norwich and Middlesbrough, so four in League One and three in League Two. Harry, do you reckon this is a step in the right direction to getting fans back into stadiums, especially at those smaller clubs that need the money? Yeah, well, it's certainly a start, isn't it? I mean, a few weeks back, they were saying they were looking at October, so this is a bit earlier than that, and I hope it goes well. I saw, um, I know this is mega, mega, mega low leagues, uh, Hashtag United, like a YouTube football team, they had an FA Cup qualifying game, and they had like a, quite a few in their, in their game, probably in the hundreds, 
300 they're allowed max and they sold out of those tickets is that is that at the lower level for everyone yeah, is it yeah, not that low yeah i think uh, yeah 300 but they um yeah they sold that out easily and they've, mm. they've now through the first two rounds of the fa cup so i think they <laughs> I can't believe that final uh, rounds now yeah that's so, mad and it considering they were like amateur sunday league a few years ago I but yeah great definitely good players, are, good, good players in there jack for you, do you would you would you feel safe going back into a ground at this point yeah to be honest <laughs> i think Um, obviously we know it's going to be a reduced capacity job to start with but if they need volunteers I'd more than happily go myself I'm sure probably about 25,000 out of the usual 30,000 would as well Um, so I think people are just dying to get back in when you think it's been so long now and it's you know it's over a year since those those great away days we had at the start of last season and the European trips and it's just time's just flying by I'm just desperate to get back in in some shape or form so yeah I would I've just got a video here that was um, done from um, one of the news guys this week who went to a Gloucester rugby game and sort of said, this is what it sounds like. Let's play a little bit for you now. That's only a couple of hundred, because that's the thing I would probably worry about most, Harry, is that you just wouldn't get the atmosphere. But I think if you get enough drunk people into Molyneux <laughs> social distancing taking their tops off in front of us uh, well, do you think it could work well uh, there was a there was a rumour knocking about the Premier League going to say the fans can't sing but I think they they denied that but yeah it, it'd it be and another thing as well it'd be who goes in it, obviously, it'd obviously have to be like a look at the draw or loyalty points but it, I think it'd cause way more problems with the fans like just letting a few in because there will be a lot of people pissed off if they don't get to go but you've got to start somewhere haven't you do you just wait until everybody can come back in or like 80% or do you bring in a thousand or two thousand I would personally go for it look at the draw loyalty points get people in there and hopefully Chris and his cousin can be swinging their tops around their heads uh, down the bottom of the North Bank sometime (laughs) soon (laughs) and just finally on the just on on features that we want to do, we're, we're thinking of like raising the curtain on Twitter and getting some beef. I'm thinking of maybe calling it beef curtains. I don't, know if that would work. I don't, think, I don't see any problem with that. Uh, but Harry said something where was uh, it was it Jason J nine eight seven I think it is on Twitter and there was a, a Wolves memorabilia uh, oh. channel that had put out a, a Vallejo. Oh yeah, shirt. I'm sure if you've got Twitter, I'm sure you saw it. But the uh... He tweeted a Wolves memorabilia page and they were selling a Vallejo sign top, was it, yeah. I believe, or a picture? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he tweeted them saying, is, is this still available? Like, acting like he was really optimistic to buy it. They were like, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, I thought so. <laughs> and then <laughs> so, got, uh, he got, he got swiftly blocked. blocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Right, well, we will leave that there and we'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. <laughs> yeah, soon a bit. Jack Williams. Bye, guys. Dave, what are you thinking of beef curtains? Got legs? <laughs> I'll probably, I'll probably yeah. give that name a miss, to be fair. <laughs> I heard you're a fan. Uh, it's goodbye from Dave. See you, folks. <laughs> just, just saying, next week you could have a Judah and Talksport on beef curtains, couldn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Please do keep having beef, and we will. Yeah, but we won't. We won't back down, will we? We won't uh, fanny <laughs> no, down. No, like we're, we're not massive. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the jingle off that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be inspired. I can tell you now. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. The seventy-seven club. The Wolves Podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.